1: Hello and welcome to The Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple, we can discuss as many ideas as we like, but only one can be taken to the next stage where it will be cited in Malala's final year dissertation. I'm Joel, a man who puts the age in courage, and across from me is John Harris, a man who has a painting of his receding hairline in his loft. He should have been bald years ago. John, give us a film idea.
0: Uh, What about... This one from Claire, Aquaman, brackets, the pop act from the 90s. <laughs>
1: I'm into it. I'm into it. I don't know. The main criticism of the DC movies is they're too dark and too heavy. How do you change that? Barbie Girl is the soundtrack.
0: So it's Aqua, Barbie Girl and Dr. Jones. That's the big ones, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is <laughs> Dr. Jones about Indiana Jones? Are we finally seeing the DC and... Indiana Jones universe. Finally, like people have been no. fighting for it, <laughs> and the Barbie universe, and the Barbie universe. So, Jason Momoa.
1: What's yep. the story here? Is he in Aqua? Is he in the band Aqua? Um, and then he gets recruited by the Justice League. Or is Aquaman, has Aquaman been around for thousands of years? But briefly in the nineties, had a pop career.
0: I don't know the exact plot of Aquaman. Is he, he's like the Prince of Poseidon or something. Is that that, is that the kind of Atlantis. Poseidon is the guy. Oh gosh, I literally know nothing. Just to say, when I was researching, I, I, I just tried to do a Google image search, uh, but instead of putting like Aqua Pop Act from the nineties, I just put the word Aqua and it
1: just lays out images of water. Yeah, of course. Nice. Good good effort, mate. Good <laughs> Thanks, effort. Thanks, mate. Yeah, so Jason Momoa is Aquaman, he's existed for hundreds of years, we can only assume. Um and he briefly in the nineties had a pop career. Yeah, there, there, weren't, there wasn't much in the way of like sea-based threat in the 90s. He had a lot of time to kill. Um, Atlantis has got a pretty uh, high-spec recording studio. Um, and so he he released the hits. Barbie but, Girl and Dr. Jones.
0: But he's not... He's the guy who's, come on, Barbie, let's go, Barbie. <laughs> yeah, of course. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. I don't know who did the actual main vocals. That's um, Ariel from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> you know how sometimes you'll get stuff like... Mark Ronson featuring Bruno Mars, and you think, mate, that's a, I mean, Bruno Mars is doing a lot of yeah, heavy yeah, lifting yeah, yeah, on, yeah. on the performance here. Maybe he was really egotistical and he'd call them aqua songs, but he'd literally just go, bum, 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 let's go and it. <laughs> yeah, put me first, then featuring lady who's actually Maybe,
1: singing. Maybe um, James Cameron, or another deep sea diver. Yep. Uh, Recorded that sound, un- like deep under the water. They never actually found Atlantis, but just travelling through the waves was like, "Come on, Barbie, let's go, party. It's like, and it's like an ancient chant. And he brought it up to the surface in the nineties. Um, he bet that guy basically. He's admitted that he basically made Titanic so he could fund his deep sea adventure, so he could do a dive on the Titanic. Yeah, you know, like he's not even that fast about Titanic. It's one of the most Oscars ever, and he wasn't even bothered about it. Is that what people's <laughs> approach to filmmaking should be? Yeah, as a way to fund something else.
0: Hmm, I don't know, but yeah, he's he like has he's got like a big submarine, and he did he's done yeah. films about that instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was
1: like, I'm going to make Titanic so that I can go and look at the
0: Titanic. Are you suggesting that all great movies have all just existed because they wanted to do something else? Yeah, totally. So like George Lucas just wanted to get his like I don't know barbecue grill restaurant off the ground. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, toy licensing.
1: They're just their little, their, you know, their white dove is. The grill restaurant, you know, the, the dive-in. but They've got to go on the 9-to-5 on the grind to make these movies so they can fund their real passion projects.
0: To bring it all back, James Cameron in uh-huh. the TV show Entourage was the director of the fake version of Aquaman. So it all comes back.
1: We know what we're doing here. This is tightly scripted.
0: Um, actually, on the subject, uh, um, I've had an email. We've had an email from Tim, and he's asked, uh, he wants to know how the Justice League is decided.
1: Oh, yeah, because, like, Marvel has Nick Fury. Yeah. He's, like, the leader, isn't he?
0: Yeah, uh, so what you're he saying... He gets
1: the band together. So who's the Justice League
0: guy? The best bit of a film is getting the band it's together. always getting the band together. Imagine if there was a Justice League. Would it be better if it was a Justice tournament?
1: Oh, oh no, I see, what you, I see what you're getting at. So there's, like, um, several divisions. <laughs> yeah. And there's, like, uh, a second tier of, of superheroes.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. And, I mean, if we were doing it with the Marvel Universe, you'd say Hawkeye is, like, your Leicester City. Like, he shouldn't be at the top. Yeah, nice. Look at you talking
1: sport. You you can finally understand sport in this context. Yes. Um, Oh, is
0: that what it is? You just need to describe all football teams as superheroes. Exactly, yeah. Brilliant.
1: Um, And uh, there is actually a graphic novel series called The Boys, which um, suggests that there is this tiering among superheroes. There's, like, this top level called The Seven, and then there's another lot below them and below them and below them, and they actually graduate between.
0: And do that, is it decided via tournament? No, not so much
1: tournament, more they get killed off and they have to find new ones.
0: Oh, that's not quite as fun.
1: But I like the tournament idea. Yeah. Like a World Cup of Superheroes. And I do like the Let's idea. get Richard Osmond to do it on Twitter.
0: And I do. I think it's a, <laughs> that's a very good idea. Really good. World Cup of Super... Hang on.
1: Right, you didn't hear this. Go to our Twitter and vote.
0: <laughs> I like the idea as well. I know this is... Obviously, you've said it's like in The Boys, but, you know, if you've got, like... If you're in, like, the... The relegation zone, or you're in the what's the lowest of the like low in football leagues?
1: Well, it goes a long way down, so like it goes a long way. Long, like we're talking tens and tens of divisions, so I normally you're talking four or five divisions for your main main chat.
0: And if you're like in the fifth division, yeah. you'll be getting called out for like cats in trees and oh, yeah, big time and big like time. small, small yeah, robberies and vandalisms and yeah, stuff, yeah. So like if you called up super, Superman for a cat in a tree, he'd do it, but through gritted teeth.
1: So what you really want is you, if you're if you're a lowly superhero, you want to be called out to a cat in a tree while you're up the tree, witness a bank robbery. Yeah. And then you go and save the day, you get a few points, up you go.
0: And what you do is when you call up your emergency services in these superhero worlds, you get put on a switchboard and they ask you about the severity of the incident, yep. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then they decide what level of superhero they're going to call out because the exactly. big superheroes a are- expensive. Oh, yeah, big time. Taxpayers' money really wasted on Superman. so they have to
1: (laughs) match up. And if none of them are available, if there's like a holiday issue and they're all off at the same time, that's when the next lot get a real chance.
0: Yeah, and I mean, getting Superman to get a cat out of a tree costs the taxpayer over a million pounds a time. It's ridiculous.
1: Do you want one from me? Yes, please. Okay, this is coming from Emma. Um, It's the film The Snowman that's recently come out, but it features the snowman from The Snowman.
0: That was my big idea this week. (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) No, I'm, I'm, up, I'm up with it. I was thinking of it as like a kind of horror film. So you've got like the classic, you know, someone's gone to bed, flickering light.
1: And okay. then there's the
0: silhouette of him that appears. <laughs> exactly. That is actually quite scary.
1: It's quite scary, yeah. Any child singing is scary in a, like a certain context. Looking
0: in the air. And there'd be, be way too looped, much reverb. Yeah, yeah. How does a snowman kill a man? Or a woman?
1: It's got to be a twig through the eye. Ooh, Twiggy, little twiggy arms.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm hearing that
1: the actual, you know that Snowman film with Fassbender? Yes. Apparently it's really bad.
0: So this is the story that the even the director has basically said that, I, th- I can't remember the exact percentages, so don't quote me on this, research it yourself, but it's something like they only managed to film like 75% of the script. That's and so mad. then they had to basically stick it together That's based madness. on the footage they had. Yeah. And so people are saying it's incoherent and unfinished because it's literally unfinished.
1: That's so weird.
0: So, is Fastbender, are we still going to get Fastbender? Are we just going to film 75% of the script?
1: We're doing the other 25%.
0: (laughs) Yes, we complete the film. Yep. And then, but also, so we complete the film, do the scenes that are missing, but also, twist at the end, it was an actual (laughs) snowman. That's
1: the big twist. It's not a calling card. They're like, he's left another snowman. Little do they know, the snowman's just sat there like, ha, I actually did the murder. And he's just right on the crime scene the whole time, and no one knows. Yeah. I've got one, John. Um, it's a, a former uni load of rugby lads. They're a bit older now. They're on a stag due to Greece. Uh, it's Lash of the Titans, and that's come in uh, from Robbie.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: All right. They've got to complete, like, 12 Herculean tasks while they're there. So they, they get there. Their baggage is gone. Um, they think it's just a cock up with the airline, but it's not. There are greater powers at work here, um, and so these twelve rugby lads have to um, battle their way past like modern incarnations of Greek gods while getting really pissed <laughs> on Uzo.
0: I actually think that that's the kind of movie that would have been released ten years ago.
1: That sort of movie, yeah, that could happen, couldn't it? Yeah, that could actually happen in
0: our kind of uh, post, in our post uh, American Pie Euro trip kind of vibes. I think that, yeah. And I think it's slightly cleverer as well because I like the little a- allegory of the kind of Greek gods. Yeah, it's actually
1: quite good, isn't it? So, any- I mean, if anyone actually wants to contact me about this idea, let- I've-, I've got 75% of a script written. That- <laughs> I mean, that's all you need these days to get a film made.
0: What what happens in Clash of the Titans?
1: Medusa? Medusa's probably there. The one with all the heads probably knocking about.
0: Yeah. Well, how would you modernise and ladify <laughs> Medusa? Uh, that's
1: a very good question. I don't know, something about getting stoned.
0: Yeah, nice.
1: So Medusa's a dealer, maybe. Yeah. She turns you to stone, and they think, oh, this is going to be great, I'm going to get so high. But really, when you smoke these drugs, you actually literally turn into stone.
0: Or you just become so stoned that you stop moving. Good, very so, good. Let's keep yes, it in the realms of very good, very you know, good. reality, I yeah. think. So um, like,
1: and that's when like the first couple of lads have a toke. using some language there that the kids can understand. <laughs> um and they that, that happens to them, so the others stop. They're like, no, we're not touching that. So then they slowly get picked off as they go.
0: Yeah, okay. And the the, the multi-headed dragony thing, is that like a crew of like, of tearabouts, but they're all related, so they look the same. Yep. So it's like brothers yep. and twins yep, yep, and stuff. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I'm loving this, yes. Yeah. I'm picturing um, they're all in vests with name nicknames on, and one of them is nicknamed Hercules, and he lasts till the end.
0: Not, yeah, on yeah. the back of the top, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hercules, nice. I think I'm mixing up uh, metaphors and uh, myths and stuff, but also can there be one called Achilles who breaks his ankle at some Absolutely.
1: point? Absolutely, of course they
0: can. <laughs> yeah, no, and I like, you know, this gang uh, who are playing the role of the, I can't think of the multi-headed dragon thing, but there's going to be a great scene early on in the film where, like, they see one down an alleyway and then they turn around and they see him again at the other side of the alleyway nice. and they're like, what? And yep. then it turns out that it's just twins. Great This game. is a
1: great idea.
0: Top top idea. Uh, so studios, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, yeah. Lash of the Titans. Of the, oh, yes. I've, ha- I've had this one in from James and actually I think it's very good because it illustrates the breadth of places that we can get ideas from. We're not, look, I, I, I'll i give you the, like, 80, 75% the classic number seventy-five <laughs> percent is pun-based. Yeah, and that's mostly nonsense. Me. But they can you can give us ideas from anywhere. So uh, this is a great example of it. Um, James wants to know about the movie that ends with Donald Trump stood next to a Melania body double. <laughs> so
1: unconfirmed <laughs> allegation.
0: Oh yeah, but this is our film. This is a work of fiction. Yeah, to okay. Oh, yeah, like. okay,
1: okay. Based on a true story or no? That- well, All right, no. Go, 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 go,
0: Oh, we'll do one of those like based on a true story, asterisks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Okay. So th- this is interesting, right? So Donald Trump, what's he done? What happens to the real Melania in order for us to be? Does she just flee to Russia?
0: Does Donald Trump know that it's a body double? There's a lot. Of- <laughs> there's, a lot of- there's a lot of questions to be asked here.
1: <laughs> Donald Trump doesn't know. It's a Russian agent.
0: Okay, well look, I like your idea, but let me just spitball a different idea okay. and then we'll go we'll go with yours. It's a it's a comedy caper. Yeah. The president is worried about security and stuff, mm-hmm. and so he hires the world's greatest bodyguard <laughs> and disguiser. Okay, yeah. So imagine someone comes up to Trump mm-hmm. for the attack. <laughs> Melania <laughs> okay. just like over over her shoulder nice. into okay. a ditch. Yeah, I like that. Um, and comedy just ensues.
1: I can I can imagine it does. <laughs> uh, right, Alfie has um, emailed us, John. Thanks, Alfie. With so it's the Rock and Vin Diesel. The Rock being one of our favourites. Um, the Past and the Furious. Okay. So um, they're in Stetsons. It's the <laughs> Wild West. They're racing <laughs> stage coaches. That's all I've got.
0: Well, I mean, that's all you need, isn't it? And they like. Oh, go on.
1: Well, the way this series is going, right? There are how many films now? 30? I can't remember. But they're going to have to go into space next. Yeah. And that's when you've you've jumped the shark and mm. you're in space. The only place to go, backwards. The past and the furious. It's inevitable because they won't let the series die because literally everyone on Earth goes to watch every film. Yeah. But once they've gone to space, unless we start going to other dimensions, it can't be done. So they'll think, where are we going to go next? We have to go backwards.
0: How do you drive a car in zero gravity? That'll work it out. <laughs> That'll be the yeah.
1: slogan of the next film.
0: <laughs> um, Is it... Is it like an alternate universe where it happened in the past, or is it a time machine caper where they have, where at some point the rockcaster to turns to the camera and says, We need to go back to the past <laughs> and the furious?
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's exactly what happened. So whoever the. So I think in the last film, did Vin Diesel turn against them? I, I, I've, lost. I've literally never seen the trailers of the films. I think yeah. Vin Diesel went bad. So maybe in the next one, Statham goes bad and goes yeah. back. He's like, I need to go back and like rewrite all of this in history because so that they don't exist even exactly so Statham goes back to the past and the furious yeah and so the rock has to follow him back to the past and the furious yeah and it all culminates with a big like horseback race
0: I don't want to get uh, you know uh, tied down in the nitty gritty of time travel but I've always thought when they do stuff like that and they're like oh we're starting to disappear because of the it would be instantaneous
1: it would be yeah
0: the guy would go back in time the whole of the second he left everything would change yeah because it happened in the past.
1: Yeah, you're right, you're right.
0: So, it's, I mean, it's not fun, but Vin Diesel goes, I'm going to go into the past and, you know, make sure you don't exist. End of film. <laughs> the Rock's been written out of history. Oh. Imagine writing The Rock out of history. Exactly. If it, that's what happens. It's just impossible to write The Rock yes. out of history. So the he whole keeps thing- going further
1: back and further back and further back, and he can't be done.
0: And, like, the love between his great-grandparents. Yeah. Like, he tries to separate them by continent, like make them hate each other and it's just too strong. Yeah, he's a rock. It's a destiny. Yeah. You can't, and that's the moral of the story. You can't write the rock out of history. You can't
1: erode the rock from history. (laughs) It can't be done. There you go. The past and the furious. Thank you very much, Alfie. Uh,
0: This one comes from Kate. Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince of Bel-Air.
1: Right. Okay. So, either Harry Potter's ended up in Bel-Air yeah. Or, preferably, Will Smith, Will Smith Hogwarts. at Hogwarts. Yeah, of course. So, how old is the Fresh Prince? Is he old enough to still be a student? Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, because he goes to school. Got he's... it,
1: mate. <laughs> a student exchange programme. <laughs> we get the best of both worlds.
0: I was, I was thinking a letter that was supposed to go to Privet Drive goes to West Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will, Will just goes with it, because he's, he's being bullied on the basketball And he loves an court. adventure. He
1: absolutely <laughs> loves an adventure, and he's up for anything. So yeah, so we could have a letter go from an owl to West Philly, and then it's just the Fresh Prince, but he's at Hogwarts, which would be amazing. Or there's like a student exchange program set up, because Wizards is getting too big for their boots, and they're not integrating well with Muggles. So the yeah. idea is to let them live as a Muggle for a couple of weeks. And Harry Potter gets assigned um, the Fresh Prince. And so the Fresh Prince goes and lives at Hogwarts for two weeks. Harry Potter stays in Bel Air
0: how can we get other characters from Fresh Prince involved? Well, um, Jazzy obviously... Jazzy Jeff is in the suitcase. Jazzy Jeff's in the suitcase. <laughs> McGonagall keeps fraying him out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> It would be McGonagall as well. Dumbledore would be pretty chill about it, but McGonagall would be really kicking off. They happen at the same time. They do happen at exactly
1: the same time, yeah. Early 90s. Shit. Yeah. It's mad to think that... The Fresh Prince and Harry Potter happening simultaneously.
0: Just imagine him in his, like, neon shorts and, like, <laughs> his, back, his backwards baseball cap in Hogwarts. It'd be really it good.
1: He would look so cool in one of those robes as well. Which house? <sighs> he's, I mean, he's Gryffindor all over, isn't he? Yeah. He's confident. He's brave. He's bullshit. Well, yeah. he's not going to be a Slytherin.
0: No. Too kind. He's far too kind. Uh, Uncle Phil. Is he magic? That's the big question. Uncle Phil's definitely magic. Uncle Phil and Dumbledore go way back.
1: Yeah. Dumbledore accidentally when he was a bit younger, um, performed some magic in public and Uncle Phil got him off because he's obviously a big law man. Love it. So that's how they know. And Uncle Phil's like, you know, I want to get Will on this programme. He needs to see the world. Yeah. Right, so that's Dumbledore Dumbledore's like, don't wait, mate. So it's this not out. a
0: standard school exchange. It's Dumbledore paying back a favour to Uncle Phil.
1: Exactly. And that favour is he wants is estranged... <laughs> <his> just-
0: <laughs> Nephew Nephew <laughs> not, not his son <laughs> No
1: he wants his strange nephew <laughs> To go and spend two weeks in a magical school
0: Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince of Bel-Air Although that title does suggest that He's the Half-Blood Prince Which really com- complicates the plot of Harry Potter Let's not let's I think everything
1: well. we've just said Would quite complicate the plot of Harry Potter <laughs> <laughs> Right, so we've only really got my suggestion left now, John. Sad
0: times, Joel. Sad
1: times. Um, I've been watching quite a lot of... uh, Well, not quite a lot, but I've seen a few episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. Have you ever seen it? Um, No. It's fantastic television. I've
0: heard it's really great. It's really
1: excellent, right? And I think RuPaul needs to get on the silver screen.
0: How many? Se- I know this isn't your point, but how many seasons have we got of RuPaul? Seven now. That's the thing. I I always when someone says you need to get into this and there's more. Than yeah, like but it's two not seasons. like that. It's
1: not like that. You don't, it's not a narrative from uh, season yeah, one to seven. I could just it's not watch series bad. seven, couldn't I? You could just watch series seven. Yeah. 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 So I want to get him on the silver screen, right? And I'm thinking, how can we do this? How can we take a popular film that already exists and kind of modify it a bit? Yeah. Uh, and get RuPaul in there. Um, how to train your drag queen.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm on board i I like the idea, I think let's just let's just focus on what we need to focus on, Joel. you've got a great pun there. Let's leave all the how to train your dragon stuff alone, yeah, and let's just go for how to train your drag queen, so he's in like new york yeah he's he you know he's a super confident he's you know he's seen the world drag queen and he trains up a shy understudy. I love it, it's like a. Maybe it's,
1: maybe it's a few years down the line and RuPaul wants to, like, hand on the the crown of being, you know, the world's most famous drag queen. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's looking at retirement. Yeah. He's written the memoir. You know, what's next? Who do I pass this on to? And so it's um, a case of finding the next. This is just RuPaul's Drag Race. Is it? Yeah. But it's a fictional film.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. So he's not called RuPaul. He's called Lou Joel. And yep. um, and the the ratio the screen ratio is slightly different. The lighting's slightly better. Yeah, worth the cinema p- ticket price, right? Exactly. Yeah, right? I'd say
1: so. I I'd think, pay.
0: I don't want to be cynical about this, but I think you could definitely just cash in and make a fake version of RuPaul's Drag Race for the big screen, and people would go in their. Oh yeah, big time, and it would make its money back.
1: Where do I put my ticket?
0: Exactly. Um, there's the only thing I, I know in the narrative of this story. Because as you can imagine, Joel and I are very ignorant on the ins and outs of this, so we'd we'd have to get Rue to to really be our consultant. Yeah. Oh yeah. But the point. only thing I know about the narrative is there'll be a three quarter the way through the film point where Rue looks like he's going to betray the person he's training yeah. for his own ego. Oh yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> switcheroo. Turns out it was all great.
1: Switcheroo. Switcheroo yeah. Paul.
0: That's the name of his uh his uh, autobiography, Richard <laughs> RuPaul, the story. Yeah, that's the end of the show. Who wins? I don't know. But look, as much as I love, I say I love RuPaul. I, I'm open to love RuPaul. I've never seen the show. I'm worried that we are just cashing it. We we are emoji movie, Angry Birdsing. Yeah, something that already exists.
1: Yeah, so that can't win.
0: I I think Lash of the Titans is something I could actually see in a cinema fifteen years ago.
1: It's a legitimate thing that could actually happen, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Not in this climate, but fifteen years ago. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: anyway, uh, we know it's the end of the show because there is a knock on the studio door. Somebody's coming in, they've got their booking next. And who is that at the door, John?
0: It's our consultant. Rue.
1: It's Rue, hey Rue. Come on in. So what
0: happens is, right, listener, is we do this <laughs> we, we do this every time, obviously. You know the you know the gag, right? And then we both sit there silently, like as if Ruth's going to come in.
1: <laughs> and no one ever comes in. I mean, this show could be hours and hours long. <laughs> we are really seen behind the curtain there. No one even books this studio. <laughs> uh,
0: what would we actually do if someone knocked on the door and came in? We'd probably think it was inside our own brains. We would,
1: yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's the end. Cheers, John. Thank you. And thank you.
0: So I went to the cinema yesterday Joel yeah. and I saw what was it what did we come up with Blade Sprinter 10 to 9 Yeah 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 and I won't name the cinema but it was a bit of an odd one middle of the day Saturday mm-hmm, screening mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh and I paid 15 pounds for this honor oh. because you're in central London aren't you and uh, this is so right so I get I get there about on time, which is early really for a cinema because you actually don't need to be there for about half an hour after the start time really. Yeah, but I'm not about that. No, no, no. So I go I get there on time, and if you get there on like time, you have to do 15 minutes of crap adverts and then 15 minutes of good adverts. Yeah, yeah. film yeah, yeah, adverts yeah. I'm all for. Yeah, TV ad adverts for cars and stuff. I want to state okay. for the record
1: now that if I ran a cinema, yeah, lot, doors would be shut when the trailer starting You aren't allowed in.
0: I would be. So on board with
1: that because there, there there must be right because you I also went to cinema yesterday so I, I've got some some axes to grind as well um, great there must be people downstairs selling tickets for films that have started that's
0: why a are very you doing point, that yeah. why are you doing that I I wonder if there's like you know like in um my my point of reference is a church here, but I don't. I went to a modern church as a kid, and it had a section for mothers with babies. Yeah. So could we have a section that's way more <laughs> expensive that people who are late? Yeah, have to I'm sit up for that. In? I'm
1: up for that, and it's maybe like a balcony above, so they don't disturb you.
0: Yeah, soundproofed rickety seats. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So is that? Have you got a crisp packet there? That's going to be very noisy. I'm, you're going to have to yeah, go yeah, in the section.
1: Yeah, and oh, oh, by the way, there will be a beam directly in front of your seat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I get in there. You know, we've got about forty minutes until the film actually starts. Mm-hmm. Sit so at the end of my aisle, there's one other guy on my aisle. All the adverts happen, everything, all the prep, and the second the film starts, he ups and exits the cinema. And what? Doesn't come back. What? So He's in the wrong screen, right? He must be. So I because I um this is this is an insight into my brain. I barely focused on the film for the whole two and a half hours. I mostly thought about why that guy left our screening. He just was in the wrong screen. And it was only about four hours later when I told this story to my girlfriend and she went, he was probably in the wrong screen.
1: (laughs) What did you think happened? I don't know, Joel! (laughs) And it was the most stressful... Yeah, She loves film ads, loves (laughs) trailers so
0: much. Yeah, honestly, it really freaked me out and I was like, why why would a man just come Let's pay 15 quid and just like... Maybe he just wanted to see the title card... He's yeah. a big title card guy. <laughs> hey!
1: And then he walks out. <laughs> um, he just loves the BBFC. Um, I had a, um, the reverse of your issue the other day, in that um, recently, when I, uh, at the same sc- a screening of the same film, um, there were three kids that came into the film very, very late. Um, they sort of ran in. They ran in as a three, and they split up and sat in various parts of the cinema. Um, and then the security came in and went hour by hour, obviously looking for three tearaways. I think they just run in without tickets, mm. um, looking for them. And they kept, they came in and out two or three times, obviously on the run, various screens, pranksters. <laughs> it was so <laughs> annoying.
0: I've definitely been the noisy kid in the cinema as a teenager, and I, uh, my adult self hates me.
1: Yeah, I, I remember throwing a teaser at uh, a stranger once, mm. and now I think, oh, you prick.
0: <laughs> We've all made mistakes. It's hard, first. isn't
1: it? It's hard being a teenager. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, John, speaking of cinema ads... Yeah. You know, there are crap ads, but they're usually high-end ads, right? High-end products. Yeah. Cars.
0: Yeah. Cars. Phones. There's the annoying one for the bar area
1: of the cinema that you're in. Uh, A certain type of cinema. There's a stupidly high-end ad, essentially, for Coca-Cola and the cinema that's really confusing. And, like, Coca-Cola turns into a cinema seat. And then then it's an ad for Dolby. It's crazy. Um... Also in that cinema, they have a really over the top advert for uh, the cinema advertisers DCM. That's yeah, pretty intense. Yeah. Is, um,
0: is it the same one? I don't know if this is the same one or not. But there's one chain where you can get in on time. Say the film starts at quarter past mm-hmm. one, and then at about twenty to two, there'll be an advert that says, "Don't worry, there's still plenty of time yeah, to yeah, get in." you yeah. You're like what? where have I got it? What? <laughs> No, there isn't. There's absolutely
1: not because you're, the way that you operate those tills means it takes 20 minutes to serve everyone. There's not enough time. There's simply not enough time. And it's also so expensive. It's unbelievably expensive. I went to that chain of cinemas once uh, last year at Christmas with my girlfriend to watch um, Star Wars Rogue One. Yep. Went to Nando's before. Lovely. The whole thing cost us over £100 because of the expense of this cinema. We had to go to a, an upgraded screen because it was the only one they were showing it in. 20 quid a ticket, mate. 20 quid a ticket for the cinema. Theft, unbelievable.
0: Anyway, that ad we, you wanted. Yeah, to get so on they're normally
1: high. Ed, the ads are normally high end. Um, however, there was an ad sandwiched between um, a couple of these high end ads yesterday, uh, at the cinema for, for just for vaping, <laughs> just like for the idea of having vaping. So this guy, you saw it as well, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. There was a, there was like, a text message exchange about it. Um, this guy, like he uh, he's walking down the high street, he notices a shop called <laughs> Wicked Vaping. <laughs> And he's like, he's on the phone. He's like, I'll be home in about 10 minutes. And it's daylight. <laughs> and he looks up at Wicked Vaping. He's like, I'm going to get me some vapes. And it's it's so cheaply made. And he's in there. And it's just like a load of quick cuts of people just smiling at him, handing him vapes <laughs> and being like, apple flavour. And like, just all smiley. And then they, do, an,
0: they do a bit where uh, someone's saying all the options they have. And behind him, like loads of words, like, yeah. <laughs> strawberries and cream, <laughs> eaten mess. Well, that's the same flavour, actually. But anyway, yeah. yeah amazing.
1: It's, and then the punchline is he leaves the shop and it's dark and he's like oh traffic's been totally wicked because that's the (laughs) name of the shop like the idea is that he's been in that shop for 10 hours (laughs) time's got away from him because of all the vaping options (laughs) vaping's the least cool thing in the world
0: (laughs) you've heard it here first
1: anyway for 10% off um, your (laughs) first cartridges uh, use the offer code dreamfactory at totallywickedvaping.co.uk
0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order.
1: Quince.com slash style.
0: Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.